Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is all coming together. In fact, it's just about here. Hey, you're inside Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of June 11th and 12th. I'm talking to fishing, especially on the saltwater front. It is getting to the primo out of control basis. You have plenty of fluke in the back. They're staging to get ready to go out. There's going to be a hot couple of weeks coming up with that bay fluke bite. Join us in the next segment is Captain Scott Newhall. Timeout sport fishing charters talking about fluke and that transition. There's going to be plenty of fluke in the back over the summer, but the big ones now, they are, are making their move out. Water out front's a little chilly and there's plenty of fluke out. I tell you, on the wrecks, on the reefs. No, people are not all in the back. Let's have a little bit of lockjaw going on. Sea bass bite just won't quit, although they are moving farther and farther out. We have, what, another, let's see, nine, ten days. That season's going to close the 19th. It'll reopen sometime in the summer where the limit drops to two. But right now, the fluke, the sea bass, some gator blues around, some cocktail blues around, weak fish in the back, still plenty of stripers in the back. Mostly schoolies, but I'm hearing, we have some fishing reports coming up. I'm hearing down Ocean City, Strathmere Way, Margaret Way, there are still some keeper stripers being caught in the suds. So a lot of stuff happening and crabbing is finally getting underway. Anyone remember Al's Goldfish Company? Remember, hey, they're still around since 1952, 53, somewhere in there, um, almost as long as me. <laughs> Known for its, there's freshwater lures, the Al's goldfish, the Helgi, et cetera. Hey, the hook bonnets, remember the hook bonnets you put so you don't get your hooks under your nails, like make me go crazy when that happens all the time. They're in the saltwater game with the Wicked Weck high-low rig. Join us a little later on in the program will be Mike Weck, inventor of the rig. Al's goldfish is in the saltwater game. Check it out. Hey, grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back, Rack and Fin Radio. It's here, it's now, it's happening. Whoa, man, oh, I, I, I. I can't stand it. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. I can't believe this view. And with the third largest observation wheel in the country, it happens at Steel Pier. Good times are the reason to be here this season. Come for the rides. Come for the ocean. Come for the funnel cakes. Come for our all-new crab house featuring a raw bar, fresh local seafood, Alaskan king crabs, and lobster rolls. Come to where the fun is at Steel Pier. Check out the most spectacular view of the area from your climate-controlled cabin. Or take to the sky with the only helicopter rides on the Jersey Shore. Steel Pier is where the fun is. If you want to plant your feet on the ground, there's over 24 rides and attractions. This includes bars with live music daily. Come to Steel Pier for your wedding, corporate event, or whatever party you want to have on the boardwalk across from the hard rock casino in atlantic city online at steelpier.com for adults for kids for adults that want to feel like kids steel pier is where the fun is rack and fin radio with tom p wpg talk radio 95.5 well, let's get to it. It's been one kind of weird summer flounder, a.k.a. fluke season here, especially in South Jersey. The early opening, uh, brutally bad weather, cold rain, winds, then, then it got hot, then south winds, cold water moving in, moving out. But the calendar, the, the, the amount of daylight, things never change. The transition from what I'm seeing, and I'm fishing from up top north, Monmouth County down to Cape May, with a few, you know, Areas of a little differential here and there. 
The transition from Tidal River Bay to Inlet out to the ocean is about to get underway. Still have another maybe week or so left, two weeks, when most of those big fluke are going to be out front. Hey, listen, they're still banging away at some big summer flounder. Barnegat Bay, here in Great Bay, Great Eight Harbor Bay, still some biggins out there. But the inevitable move out front is going to occur a lot of lot of uh, variables involved in the success now in the next couple of weeks to that to that key transition period when they are in the inlets and then starting move out to the rocks, reeks, and refs. Join us on the line is Rack and Fin Radio, very special guest, Captain Scott Newhall, timeout charters, basing him seek. His man is a summer flounder ace, doormats, area rugs, keepers for dinner. You want it, he'll get you there, and you'll catch them. Scott, how you doing, man? Thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin. I'm great, Tom. Thank you for having me. Always, always, Scott, the transition period. We talked about it the other night. I'm looking at my calendar saying this is the time. And it's about, Scott, all the times I've had you on Rack and Finn. Now, in 19 years, I've had you on uh, a couple of times, at least three or four times in the past, what, 10, 12 years, Scott. The timing is always about that second week going into the third week in June when the move starts to be made by the flatfish, correct? That's correct. Yeah, we're we're moving into uh, really a really fun time to be a summer flounder angler. Yep. And I'm looking at Scott from just the other day, just the other day I'm up in, I guess, mid ocean County stopped in a tackle shop. This is my want. Want to get some information here and there guys weighing in an eight and three quarter pounder, Scott caught in about seven and a half to eight feet of water. But, but getting close around the bends where Barnegat Inlet is. So, he said, you know, that this is, he, again, but the guy, what was his name, Earl or Eddie or something like that. Real quick, uh, very, very tacit. He wasn't, you know, wasn't too talkative. Said, yeah, we were getting some bigger ones like this in the back earlier. So, but now they're moving. Thank you very much. Da, 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 and he was gone. So that, that sort of solidified my, uh, my calendar, my, my internal calendar when it comes to the flatfish movement. Right. Well, you know, you hit it right on the head, Tom. It, it, we're getting to this uh, point in time where they're moving all around. You still, you probably still have fish moving in that are coming in from the uh, continental shelf on the new and the full moon. Right. So you have fish entering the system. You have fish out in the ocean that will never go into the bays, unless they'll just stay out there. So you have uh, this unique species of fish that spreads itself out, and that's that's the uh, the beauty of flukes or flounder mm-hmm. that. They're not all in one spot. You'll have them in three feet of water. You'll have them in channels. You'll have them in the inlets, and they'll be in the ocean. And they'll be in these places all at once. And the time that that, they spread out the most is probably, I would say, late June moving through the uh, the summer months is when they're most spread out, as opposed to uh, late April when we can't fish for them yet and May where – they station themselves more so in the back bays, mm-hmm. far in the back bays. Like you were saying, they were you, you knew where to go after them, the flats, the shallow creeks, just far, far from the ocean. Now, they're, not only do you have fish coming in still, you have fish that were already here. They're <laughs> starting to move around mm-hmm. and get into some deeper channels. And some of them actually start to slide back towards the deeper waters toward the inlet. So there's a, there's a lot of movement. They don't stay as still as people think. They move around. It's, Scott, it's like a constant state of flux. 
not to be redundant there, but they, they seem to be all over. But particularly now, these next couple of weeks, it's going to be a helter-skelter situation. Uh, yeah, it's, it's great. And, you know, I'd love, to, I'd love to hear, even though it would be anecdotal, I'd love to hear some data. So we had the new regulations this year, and everybody has an opinion on them. Um, oh, 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 that's an understatement, uh, Newell. <laughs> uh, opinions are uh, opinions are like something that yeah. everybody has, um, and uh, you know, um, I tell you what, June to me, and particularly after Memorial Day. Well, Memorial Day is pretty much June, but um, <laughs> yeah, right. I'm laughing at myself too. Uh, June is when you start to see the 10-pound-plus fish, and a whole lot more eight. I'd love to hear statewide, New Jersey, statewide, how many fish over 10 pounds were caught in the first three weeks of May. Because there's always been this belief, oh, the doormats can't come early. And I've always said June, July, August, September is doormat time. Those, I love, I love May, and sure, I'd love to have late April, too. But to me, that's more of a keeper to mm. keeper to five pound time. Right. And now that we had it open early, I'd love to, to hear because and, and I pay attention to like the Fisherman Magazine, who they 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 take reports and and they have their contest, the Dreamboat contest. So if there were monsters, I I think a lot of them would be weighed in or at least noted. Uh, we're in an era now where you know everybody likes to post up their stuff. Mm-hmm. How many right. how many tens were really caught early in the season? I, and I I don't think there were that many. And the exciting part is now there will be. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Scott. It's, uh, we're speaking with Captain Scott Newhall, timeout charters based in Upsecon. Uh Captain Scott, uh, renowned. Flounder fisherman down through South Jersey, been on the cover of the Fisher Magazine. I don't know how many times, how many big fluke, and just an overall pleasure to fish with. Scott, I tell you, we have so much fun on your charters. I just watch you and Dean Marie pound the fish. I just sit back and enjoy it. I think, man, I, I, every once in a while, I'll grab the net. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you guys, are, you guys, you guys are like a well, well oiled machine. Scott, what I want to concentrate on now with the flounder movement. Again, there is. In the next couple of weeks, there is going to be pronounced movement towards the inlets and out. What routes are they following? What bottom structure? Channel edges? Are they are they staging over muscle beds, chowing, chowing, chowing before making the move out? Where in particular are you looking for these, tra- here's that term, transitory, uh, the in-transit fluke? Well, uh, it's, it's a combination. They, they, they will lie and wait in just a regular sand and mud bottom, but that is probably more of fish up to seven pounds when you start talking about eight, nine, ten plus. If you can find that structure, you're ahead of the game. So uh, many many of our backwaters don't have a lot of they don't have a lot of structure. So you, you gotta think, you know, is there are there debris piles? Are there pinch points where where uh, the waterways, they, there's a bend in the waterway, and perhaps there's mussel beds and, and shell beds. Are there bridges? Are there are there old remnants of industry, which in a lot of places there are. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything you can find as structure, anything. And then if you can combine that with the right condition, uh, light wind, you can hover over it. Some folks have trolling motors. That's the rage. 
Crawling motors can help there. Uh, you can back troll. It's been around for a million years. You, you know, bump in and up, bump out of the gear. Stay over top of this area. And then, of course, uh, low tide and high tide, you get some slack, some slack water, some slower-moving tide on when it turns on both sides, and uh, you, you can work it then. So if you can find that kind of structure. Now, that kind of fishing is commitment. You are giving up keepers looking for those area rugs, and uh, you're going to – you're going to come up with less fish overall, less mm-hmm. action, less, less, uh, you know, less throwbacks and reeling in. But the rewards, uh, in terms of doormats, can be there. You know, it might take a week, a month, might not happen for years. But mm-hmm. if you find the right structure, um, in in your preferred area, your preferred port, you know, it can happen. I tell you, Scott, it is a, a huge thrill. To get a big fluke in the back. And again, shout out to Captain Alcadelli on Bayhound down there out of Sea Isle. My, my lifetime fluke with him was under 10. It was actually under 9, between 8 and 9. In 7 to 8 feet of water on a mouse head right there behind, uh, what's that, the Avalon Yacht Club. Right, Scott, right there, shallow water. And he said not all the fish are, you know, stay in the back. Some move out, some are here, some will stage. He said right there inside Townsend's Inlet. So to right. get a big fish like that in the back is is really that's uh, just a, a, to me that's the ultimate thrill of back bay fishing. Yeah, I caught the stripers in the back, caught the big wee fish in the back, but to get a fluke that size in the back, shallow, uh, I tell you, Scott, it's something else. And now is the prime time. Listeners, we're up against a hard break. Grab that cup, grab that Red Bull. Be right back with Captain Scott Newell. Now we're going to talk some tactics and uh, some baits. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. The WPG Talk Radio app is your connection to South Jersey's talk station. Get free, unlimited local and statewide news from New Jersey's largest radio news team. Download all of our local shows as podcasts and more. Powered by Ambient Comfort. For installation to repairs and maintenance, give Ambient Comfort Heating and Cooling a call today at 856-213-6586. AmbientComfortNJ.com. We're Town Square Media, and along with the awesome radio station you're listening to right now, we're publishers of best-in-class national entertainment brands like Taste of Country, Pop Crush, and more. And when combined with our local brands, we can reach over 70% of consumers in our community. At Town Square, all this digital cloud puts us in a unique position to help local businesses grow with powerful marketing solutions. In addition to local radio, we're experts at web design and SEO, plus targetable advertising solutions like streaming tv addressable geofencing youtube snapchat facebook spotify search engine marketing and so much more that may sound like a lot of buzzwords but really all that matters is we can deliver a relevant and ideal target audience to your business with data informed decisions no guessing no waste and you gain a trusted marketing partner with town square media Take your business to the next level. Call our Director of Sales, Jim McLean, today at 609-910-5247. Big down payments. Thousands down. We interviewed the victims. Tell us what happened, ma'am. Well, I said to myself, self, go to the all-new Springfield, Springfield, Mitsubishi, Atlantic City. Every vehicle's just one dime down. And then? I ended up at some... Why? They had guaranteed credit. Let me guess, $4,000 down. 
Yeah, four grand. Next time, go to Springfield Mitsubishi of Atlantic City. Springfield Mitsubishi knows it's a crime to pay more than a dime. Every vehicle, one dime down. But my credit stinks. Just ask for credit amnesty. If you bring home three fifty a week, you could get up to $25,000 in credit. It's a crime to pay more than a dime. Every vehicle, one dime down. At the all-new Springfield Mitsubishi, Atlantic City. In Pleasantville. SpringfieldMitsu.com. SpringfieldMITSU.com. New 22 Mirage, 16.4, dime down, 249 a month for 72 months at 3% APR, plus tax tag title to qualified buyers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 14.50 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Yeah, welcome back to Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Weekend of June 11th and 12th. We're talking transition fluke. Captain Scott Newhall, timeout charters, based in Upseekin. Luke in the bays, the tidal rivers, man, they are making their move. There's still going to be plenty of flounder in the back. We know that all summer we catch them in the back. Bigger fish are on their way out. Scott said some will stay, naturally, but bigger ones now are on the move. The majority are on the move, and now is the next couple of weeks, man. Now is prime time to clean up you know, some doormats and area rugs in the back, or even in the inlet. That Barnegat inlet right there about old Barney, that finger jetty to the left, Mary. Mother of God, do I see some big fluke caught there. Also talk to some divers. Tiny P, you know what's down there? And there's so much bait down there. It's like the tide. They just look at, at these lures and jigs and gulp going by saying, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't think so. Captain Scott, sorry about that. I, I, I digress a little bit. But uh, Scott, prime time. One, before we get to some tactics, Scott, and your favorite baits, techniques, whatever, water clarity and temperature. I know the daylight period always has something to do with it. Current, full moon, you know, uh, you know bottom currents. What are the What are the key factors right now in this movement? Well, when, any, when the next, when the moons uh, come, the new and the full moon, uh, you have, they make uh, migrational movements. And you really, we were talking about a few weeks, you really, backwater anglers, and when I say backwater, I mean anyone that's inside the inlet, not out in the ocean. Really, they have June and through July. And then July is a funny month because you have an ocean bite in some parts of the state, and some parts of the state don't have that great of an ocean bite. Yep. Consider, you know, way up north, sees a nice July ocean bite off Cape May does, but a lot of our, uh, the area I fish and the listenership of rack and fin in the middle have a really, really strong bay and what I call an inlet bite where you're out there in the inlet. Right. So it's, it's, it, it, New Jersey's really neat. We have this small state yet it, it can be very diverse in how it operates from each port of call. The bite is a little bit, different heading out now moving on the water clarity when you're talking about bays and inlets uh water clarity is uh pivotal absolutely pivotal so it's amazing uh it's hard to predict sometimes you you think a three inch thunderstorm monsoon rain might mess it up and the next day they're snapping great so you think all right (laughs) no problem so then the next time that happens, you're, you're pumped up. Oh, it didn't affect the bite at all. And you go out there and they're locked, y'all, because the water is ice cold or, or perhaps it, they can't see the offerings. I'm not sure. The one thing I have figured out over the years is unless you go, you don't know. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I mean, the best situation when the fluke bite the best in the bay is when you get that turquoise uh uh, clear water where you can, where the fish can see, 
uh, uh, and your water temperature is consistent. It's not yo-yoing up and down, oh, yeah. up and down, day to day. You get the upwelling uh, with the south and southwest winds will cause an upwelling in the ocean. That cold water rages in. That can give them lockjaw for a day or two, and then it'll start biting again. It's it, it won't cause that forever, but you might have a couple of days that they just don't want to feed as heavily. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you get east-northeast wind, that brings in the warm water, which is good, too. And it's just nice when those water temperatures stay in the same range. They don't just fluctuate so much. Scott, situation. Big bait, big fish, or the elephants eat peanuts, too? I've seen both, but I'm not on the water anywhere near I, as much as you. All your years of experience, Scott, with your clients, uh, fishing for yourself, fishing with your boys, what are you seeing? Big baits, big fish, with with the sprinkling of elephants eat peanuts. Because if you put enough peanuts out there, an elephant's going to eat one. There you go. <laughs> he said that. Uh, people, he said that for my benefit. <laughs> uh, oh man! So I mean, no, honestly, if you if you're out there and you can get uh, live snapper, bluefish, peanut bunker, finger mullet. As these things show up, if you can hit yeah. Absecon Bay Sportsman, and, uh, Dave, Dave the Rave, as you call him, I love it. How does he? he the, I, uh, I wonder if he has. Does he have an aquaculture or ichthyology background? I've got guys, everything yeah. growing there. It's pet smart. I'm telling you, and, 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 yeah, he's he's got the uh, spots, the deals. He's got everything down mm-hmm. there. Um, you know, so get those big baits down there again, you're going to drag them around. They're going to get cut in half by little baby bluefish. <laughs> like right. I just lost a $3 spot to a bluefish when they come in. But if you do fish these larger baits enough, you're going to get a lot more, uh, you know, three to 10 pound right. fish as opposed to 13 inch fish. So again, it's it's an investment to in time if you're casting your own bait, which I love to do. I love to cast that bait, mm-hmm. and, and occasionally you pick some up from someone like Dave, and you grab some spots and sprinkle them in your uh, live well. And I do believe in a live well. I, I I'm blown away. I see so many really neat tricked out bay boats and center consoles and all that out there. They some of them have two live wells. I'm looking at them. And I see oh. I see a whole white minnow bucket over the side. I just figured they got their jackets in their live well. But uh, these these live wells can, with the raw water uh, coming in and then going out, 500 gallons per hour or more, you can keep all the peanuts you need for five outings in there. It's a shame they, it's a shame they get red-nosed and die, but, but my point is you can keep tons of live bait. Scott, I'm going to interrupt you for a second, man. These peanut bunker remind me of the alewife herring that we use up there in Round Valley and Spruce Run, you know, for the lake trout, the, the uh, hybrid stripers, whatever, uh, over at Spruce. You look at them the wrong way and they die. Like, what's up with that? <laughs> and yet the mullet, man, the mullet are hardy, the spot are hardy. Scott, now, the real deal to the artificial, to the real deal, the spot, uh, the big, a little bit of Achilles shortage here. Let's just uh, check my blog if I can get that in, especially about central to southern Ocean County, man. I guess these minis are way, way up the little tiny ditches where the water is salty. Mm. They, Scott, they can't get to them. What you're seeing is little wood on one inch if you're fishing for white perch. Yeah, but anyway, but I digress. But Scott, to when you go from 
the live bait to the gulp, to the new fish bite grub, uh, to the Mr. Twister exude grub. When do you decide, okay, I'm going to go artificial as opposed to the real deal? The uh, the synthetic bait, the artificial bait, are all world, if you can dial in, if you can dial in the motion, the jigging motion properly. The young, the young guns, the hot shots, the kids, uh, they got it great with the snap jigging. They really pound away at day catch so many keepers it's unbelievable mm-hmm. using the uh, synthetic bait you're referring to it's incredible they they don't want to they don't even want live bait on their boat a lot of but it's not just them it's every segment it's it's folks my age in their 40s it's older men whatever stroke you have it's all about putting action to this so whatever method and there's all kinds of jigging methods i mean you have the snap jigging you have more of a, a gentle kind of a deep water jig where it's a, there's it's not snap jigging somewhere in between that and what I call the the third jig I call I call it the old man jig just a up and down up and down <laughs> again said that for and my that, benefit people you're killing me new uh, that's, that's you're killing dad. me <laughs> my my father and it's still like 1972 a piece of fluke belly on but uh I digress <laughs> so but the gulp functions more off of a, a, a more of a rhythm. When I say gulp, because I love that Berkeley mm-hmm. gulp, but a, more of a rhythmic, um, a honed in sort of jig. And it's no joke. That stuff will out outfish live bait a lot if, if, if done properly. I've seen it. I've seen all the all all three of what you said. All those uh, offerings. I've seen them. Uh, Catfish dead sticked in the rod holder plenty. If you can mm-hmm. just keep it out, keep it out of the seaweeds, the main thing. And mm-hmm. so far, by the way, I'm happy to report the lettuce is low, the snodgrass is low. It, it hasn't been for for the rain and runoff we had a few weeks ago. Uh, we're doing pretty good on the algae blooms and the seaweed, that sort of thing. So it's been really, really nice that way out there. Okay, Jones on the Rockefeller line this morning is Captain Scott Newhall, timeout charters, basin up seeking, summer flounder, a.k.a. fluke ace. So, Scott, before I let you go here, keying in on if you're going to be using gulp or, you know, the, the fish reds or whatever, color, color, color. Now, I've fished with you and the lovely Dee Marie. You, too, insisted on, for example, the chartreuse. I wanted to try something. Keep it almost the same motion, the same motion going where the one color outfished the other. Then would change. Then the change, I'll go back to where that original color was. A week later, a couple of days later, that color didn't work. The other colors worked. Do you keep an arsenal in your in your uh, center console? Uh, in one word, yes. I, 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 <laughs> I suggest <laughs> I suggest everybody keeps an arsenal. And maybe you don't use it all. Maybe you stick with your three, four, five best colors. But... Uh, there's nothing worse than the person, you know, on the rail. If you're, say, party boat fishing or you're on a charter or even a private boat, someone, you know, whacking and stacking them, and you don't have that color, mm-hmm. and it becomes it becomes a little bit a little bit of a mental game. It's it's not that your color probably won't catch, but you're thinking, oh, I wish I had that color. I wish I had that color. It's better off. You're better off being able to switch to that color. There is a psychological. Uh, confidence part of this whole thing, especially when you're doing the jigging, um, as opposed to the live bait. I, 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 I couldn't influence folks more on, um, 
on grabbing as many colors as they can mm-hmm. and having a little bit of a backup. Yeah, the sense universal, Scott. But listen, on the one thing I mentioned earlier, the paucity Achilles in certain areas, Scott, we've had uh, pretty good luck substituting the gulp. I guess it's the form, and it got some gold flex in there. That what's that? The gulp mud minnow or something like that? They used to call it a pogey or whatever. Little flippy tail in the back, a denser body, and it's got a four inches, three and a half, four inches. That could be a, a nice size killie, and yes, the fluke are hitting it. The pat, they have the paddle tail out. And right, yeah, phenomenal. You get too, yeah. Paddle tail action, and yeah, they did have that pogey, and it, they got discontinued. There's some people that really see. I have one buddy who seeks it out everywhere we can get they call it. Call it a croaker, or mud minnow, or something, but it, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a good mini substitute. Scott, listen, in closing, Maybe. we're up against a hard break. Thanks for joining us on Rack and Fin Radio. What is your uh, what is your back bay charter schedule now before you get out front? you have any openings? I know you lambasted the stripers up there in Raritan Bay for the past few months. Are you back in the home base now? You got it. I'm back in the home base. Uh, fishing every chance I can. Got tournament baseball for uh, 11 and 13-year-olds. So everything in my life is hectic and haphazard and dotted so but uh, to answer the question yes i have uh, plenty of time over the summer coming up uh it again dotted you know free not free free not free charter no charter charter no charter and um i'm excited to get out there i'm really pumped up okay cap give that phone number website please 609-385-3729 and timeoutfishingcharters.com. Time hey, listen, here's the deal. I'm going to call some uh, acquaintances I know in the Orioles organization. going to send a scout up there. Orioles need help, man. <laughs> You're two boys. We can use them. <laughs> okay, Scott, you take oh, care, right. man. We'll see you on the water. Right. Thanks, Tom. Appreciate you, it very much. Yep, bye. That man is an ace. Up against a break. Grab that cup. Grab that rebel. Be right back. Rack and Fin Radio. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Fox News. I'm Jill Nato. A new record for gas in the U.S. Now on average five bucks a gallon. It's up 60 cents in a month, almost two bucks a gallon higher than this time last year. Drivers across the country hurting. It's painful to go to the gas station. I think it's going to get worse before it gets better and everyone needs to brace for that. Many reasons for it, including higher summer demand, lower supply because of the ban on Russian oil imports and reduced refinery capacity. Jack Callahan, Fox News. The first heat wave of the year blanketing the Southwest Brian Jackson's with the National Weather Service. Currently, there's 15 million people in an excessive heat warning, which is the highest category for uh, for the heat headlines. Daytime temperatures this weekend may go as much as 20 degrees above average from California to Texas and the Southern Plains. America's listening to Fox News. Your WPG Talk Radio 95.5 AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Cloudy today with a couple of showers and a thunderstorm with a high 78. Becoming partly cloudy tonight with a low 59. Humid tomorrow with variable cloudiness. A thunder shower in spots during the afternoon with a high of 78. I'm AccuWeather's Gregory Patrick on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Rack and Fin Radio with Tom P. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I was Captain Scott Newhall. Timeout sport fishing charters. I always say timeout charters. Don't Scott? For many years, an ace fluke fisherman. 
and we went over some transition tactics, some transition baits. Hey, on Rack and Fin Radio, you know, every few weeks, especially this time of year, we go into some new products that look like they're going to make a mark on the fishing scene, be it fluke, be it stripers, be it tuna, whatever. In fact, uh, lining up, we got some tuna stuff coming out this couple of weeks, but you're not going to want to miss that. Came across a rig. From Al's Goldfish Lure Company. Al's Goldfish. Everybody knows Al's Goldfish. I've been using them since probably the, I guess, early 60s. They've been around 57, 60 years, something like that. Yeah, okay, over there. Yeah, I'm, I'm not anxious. Yeah. Man, a badass little fish catching lure. And they also, a little later on, I found out of the Al's Goldfish Helgi. I'm a Helgramite freak. Be it fly, be it live. This badass little spoon, man, catches the smallies, catches the trout. Hey, man, they are delving into the saltwater game. Got a press release about the Wicked Weck High-Low Rig. I say that three times real fast. Wicked Weck High-Low Rig. By Rhode Islander uh, pro staffer Mike Weck. This is a high-low rig featuring two owls goldfish spoons. Now, sea bass, fluke, and the guy's catching cod with him. He's catching tog with him. How apropos for Jersey Waters. I sent up, uh, gave him a credit card number. Got some samples down. Guys are using them. I'm going to be using them this weekend. And some very good reports, catching fish. However, uh, our bottom rubble here with the sea bass, uh, snagging and losing them. That can get a little pricey. But I have Mike Weck on the line right now who, for lack of a better term, invented this rig. He is a bottom fishing ace. Calling him from Rhode Island. Join us on Rack and Fin. Mike, how you doing, brother? Hey, how's it going, Tom? Lock, cocked, and ready to rock the the Wicked Wick High Low Rig, one I like the name. Listen, Wicked comes from all my time in Maine, New England. I travel to say Maine from uh, St. got down to uh, Elliott, back and forth, Sanford. Wicked is a New England club. It means badass. Badass good, badass great. The Wicked Wick High Low Rig, I'm telling you, Mike, it is getting some results down here. And uh, I think you got a winner on your hands there, bud. Excellent. Love to hear it. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's definitely catching fish of all sorts and sizes, so love to hear it. The impetus, the catalyst, what made you decide to, I know, uh, you know guys like you, bottom guys especially, always thinking of new rigs, new ways, new this, new that. What made you uh, come up with this, man? Yeah, well, you know, I've always fished the traditional popcorn rig for fluke and, and sea bass, and, uh, you know, there really wasn't anything out there that matched the hatch when it came to bait fish specifically, so... You know, it, it, it was just, it, it kind of made sense, right? You, you throw two of these guys on there, you throw a weight on the bottom or a jig on the bottom. And, you know, the second I started using this thing, I was hammering fluke, you know, 13 pounds, 11 pounds, no! pounds <laughs> all over the place. So it's a winner for sure. Listeners, the Wicked Weck high-low rig, overall length 23 inches uh, with 50-pound mono. And you have your choices of uh, four or five what are the, I'm looking at, uh, what, one and a quarter ounce, uh, goldfish. The one I have is a neon blue. I got the chartreuse pearl, the fish wrap. They also have a bunker and a black pearl. So, Mike, when you're finding out when you're using these for fluke, bottom, now your bottoms up there are different than here. I'm looking at these mostly as a bay and inlet bite during our two week, three week transition period as a fish are moving out. As Scott said, some are moving in, but go into some applications for this in the water, say, uh, seven to 20 feet. What do you got? Yeah, so, you know, you, the, the key here is you basically want to keep bottom. So you're going to adjust your jig on the bottom or your weight on the bottom to stay that down there. Now, if the current's running, the, the, the spoons are going to basically flutter on their, on their own. If not, you're, you're jigging it, keeping it on the bottom, jigging it so it goes up and down. Um, you know, you can 
throw a piece of squid on there. You can throw a fluke belly on there. You can throw some some gulp or, or stink on there, whatever you want. Mm-hmm. The key is keeping it on the bottom, making those things flutter, and the fish just go crazy after them. I'll tell you, Mike, the action of the of, of the, uh, the Al's goldfish, I mean, it's iconic. These, these things, you breathe on them and they move. It's a denser yeah. metal, but they seem any kind of current, man. They are flipping, flopping all over the place. Exactly, and that's the key. You know, you really want that half ounce on top so it kind of stays up higher with that, you know, in that water column. Uh, as far as the lower one goes, three-quarter ounce, one-and-a-quarter ounce, your choice. And, you know, you could be fluke fishing, jigging in, in, again, 20 feet of water, and all of a sudden, striper blitz on the side, you pop one off, and you're casting to them. So it's, it's universal. Yeah, I like that versatility factor. We're speaking with Mike Weck, creator of the Wicked Weck High-Low Rig, Al's Goldfish Lure Company based up there out of Elliott, Maine. And I'll tell you, people, the app, the, the application here in Jersey, we do have some uh, good possibilities here with this rig. It's brand new. You have to get it through Al's Goldfish Company itself. There are not any retailers. Al'sGoldfish.com, I guess, is the website. And uh, I'll tell you, Mike, these, uh, these are going to make a mark here, especially in the, in the, in the shallow reaches. Now, out front, again, we have a lot of art. We have one of the best artificial reef systems going, but Mike, we have, snags like worse than my hair and you don't even know what that looks like so in snaggy cover man these things are pretty expensive how do you like sort of minimize losing these losing these rigs yeah so you're dealing with 50 pound mono on these what you what you can do if you're in rocks is tie a 25 30 pound mono surgeon's loop to the bottom snap uh, that way, if you're getting caught up, you're really just losing the weight and not the rigs. Because, I mean, you, you know, at the end of the day, you don't want to keep losing these rigs. You're not going to catch fish. Mike, again, jigging a high-low rig, I mean, that's not really common. Aggressively jigging, I mean, if you have a strong current, you really don't have to, but slower current. You're aggressively jigging, just lifting, drop, lifting, drop. Go into the different scenarios, please. Yeah, you know, it's it's really what the fish want. It's it's more so try everything, right? So if the current's not moving fast, give it that action. You know, you want to make those fish bite. Uh, if, if the current is blowing right past you, as long as you're keeping bottom, you really, you could basically dead stick that thing and leave it in a rod holder and you're going to catch fish on it. So, you know, it, it's really trial and error. See what the fish want. Sometimes they want it fast. Sometimes they want it slow. You know, let let them kind of decide for you. Now, your fave bait, if you do go with something on the hook, are you, are you a gulp guy, a squid guy, a mackerel strip guy? What's the dealio? You know, same thing. I kind of always compare fluke fishing to bass fishing, right? It's you you got to let the fish kind of tell you what they want. Don't be scared to change out colors. Don't be scared to change out baits or, you know, go from fluke to, to, to uh, I'm sorry, fluke belly to squid strip to, to gulp, you know, different colors matter. One day they want pink, one day they want white. So, you know, give it a whirl. You have, you know, a, a high-low rig. You have two hooks on there, two two times to, to basically see what they want. So, yeah, Listen, these, uh, these Al's Goldfish are rigged with single 3-0, I mean, razor, scalpel sharp hooks, and you have some uh, marabou on there, some feathers. Mike, listen, let me ask you, okay, water clarity of New England here, so our waters tend to be dirtier, faster. Your fave colors, when you have some, uh, you know, turbid water, stained water, what do you got? You know, I always, I'm a fan of the neon blue up top um, and the the nickel or neon green on the bottom. That's that's really my go-to. It's proven itself year after year. Um, you know, 13-pounders, 10-pounders, <laughs> your 17, 18-inch keepers. So it, it, it's, 
it's golden. Listen, we're talking New England here, not Jersey. We have fish like that, sort of like that, and and <laughs> rare numbers up there in the Raritan Bay uh, complex area. But Mike's up uh, in Rhode Island. So, Mike, listen uh, again. Congratulations on this, and uh, to Mandy up there, and Jeff at, at Al's Goldfish Lure come there, and Elliot Maine. Uh, giving you the world to come up with this and promoting it because this is this is going to be a winner, dude. Good luck. Absolutely, I appreciate it. You know, I always tell people if you if you're catching fish with it, send me some pictures because I'd I'd love to see them. Okay, well, Mike, before I let you go, uh, you're with oh God, a plethora of uh, companies on the pro staff. Al's Goldfish again, a, basically a freshwater lure. What made you take the plunge into the salt? I know you've used these since you were a kid. You were saying. But you saw the you saw the possibilities there. What made you take the plunge and contact them? Yeah, you know, it, it was it really came down to me just trying it once and the fish absolutely going crazy over it. So it, it it you know just made sense to see if I could help them out with with the type of fishing I'm doing, and and it's just become a great friendship and and really family. So I I can't imagine these things must be selling like crazy up there. Come on, man. This is good. Listen, this is going to be good. Go to alsgoldfish.com. Check out the Wicked Weck High Low Rig Sea Bass Fluke. Now, Mike says he catches cod and tog, but tog on a high low jig rig. I don't know about that. Uh, we're going to have to make a trip to, to Rhode Island, bud, and check this out with you personally. Is that a dealio? Absolutely. Always now, invited. Now, I told you where we fished there, right in front of, what's that, Providence, right in front of the state capitol building, catching stripers like crazy. What, is that Narragansett Bay what, or Buzzards Bay? What is that? That is Narragansett Bay, and they are there right now. Oh, really? Hey, man, what are you doing next week? Now, I want to, hey, I want to get out there. I want to get out there for the fluke and the tog. Mike, you take care. Again, best to Jeff and Mandy up there at Al's, listen, it's Al's Goldfish Lures.com. Check it out. The Wicked Weck High Low Rig. Mike, I hope to get you back on Rack and Fin Radio with some updates. I know you have a couple of, uh, a couple, uh, that's being, uh, that's being <laughs> conservative. I know you have a lot of irons in the fire as far as rig and lure design. So uh, keep us posted, okay? I'm not going to ask you to, you know, send out some teasers, but we know uh, you're going to be doing some great stuff. Absolutely. Will do. Thank uh, you very much, Tom. Take care, man. Have a good season. You too. Wicked Weck High Low Rig. It, it's working. Okay, you're going to need to do some tweaking on it here and there. Okay, like you said, surgeon's loop, uh, a synchron area, and some, and some deeper nasty, uh, like the case on doors and the, okay, the, uh, the reef balls, not so much, but all the rubble. Yeah, these things can get expensive. Let me tell you, they are going to be catching a lot of fish. Okay, be right back. Hopefully we have some time for some fish reports. Rack and Fin Radio. If you're wondering what to do with your money in these unusual economic times, or if you have questions about retirement planning, IRAs, 401ks, or taxes, then listen to The Heart of Your Money, Saturday morning at 8 on WPG, featuring author and financial expert Joe Yakovich. The Heart of Your Money will focus on you, your family, family, and your financial portfolio. The Heart of Your Money with Joe Yakovich. Saturday morning at 8 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. When it comes to cybersecurity, the biggest threats don't always strike the biggest targets. Almost half of all cyber attacks target small businesses. So help protect yours with Comcast Business Security Edge. It's advanced security that continuously scans for threats and helps protect every connected device. The choice is clear. Get unbeatable business solutions from the most innovative company so you can be ready for what's next. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. 
There's never been a better time to get gig speed internet and advanced security from Comcast Business. And now, for a limited time only, get three months on us. Call 1-800-501-6000 or go to ComcastBusiness.com today to learn more. And 622-2022. Restrictions apply. New Comcast Business 1 Gigabit Internet Security Edge. One voice line and connection pro customers only. Three-year contract required. Three months on us after prepaid card redemption. Most innovative based on American Business 2021 Gold Stevie Award. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. South Jersey's talk station. Okay, back for our final segment, Rack and Fin Radio with me, Tom P. Week in June 11th and 12th. Yeah, that was Mike Weck, the Wicked Weck High Low Rig Al's Goldfish Company around since 1952. This rig is going to make its mark here in Jersey. I'm telling you, but you have to go to the manufacturer direct, Al's Goldfish Store, company.com. Let's get to some fishing reports. Join us online right now is Andy Grossman, Riptide, Bait and Tackle 1201, West Brigantine. Everyone, Brigantine, Mr. Grossman, what's happening, little brother? What isn't happening in this town? There it's you go. been incredible. <laughs> we've had one of the best springs we've had, I think, forever. I know I've been down here thirty years and fishing the area, and it's just it's just incredible on the surf. Blues, drums, bass, houndfish, sheep's head. It it, wow. it doesn't matter. They're all looking for the riptide rotter. It's that, very simple. Is that that clam? That's the clam. The famous clams <laughs> of uh, riptide bait and tackle. Riptide rotter. They really are. <laughs> they really are uh, just simple clams. I don't care whether they're salted, whether they're in a the shell, whether they're fresh shuck. Mm-hmm. That's just the name we give them. Well, Andy, listen, uh, water temperatures is right. This is all happening in the surf, the jetty. So uh, I guess water temperature must be primo, correct? Yeah, they're, they're right where they need to be. And, and, and temps, to me, have changed as far as when they should. You know, it used to be a certain temperature. They were here. And then as soon as it hit that, that higher temperature, they were gone. Right. It just doesn't seem to be like that. So I, I think we're in the 65, 66-degree range out there. And, and it just, it, we, it's been a month and a half, two months. So you know it must have changed at least 10 degrees within those sure. two months. And and it, it, they're still hanging here. And it's just great to see. It's great to see the the... The right. fishery in the area just exploding like that. Andy, main bait out there, a bunker, spearing, what's the dealio? Uh, you know, riptide rotters. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying... Everything out there on it. No, no. And, 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 <laughs> <laughs> you're killing me, Grossman. <laughs> but I mean, are you... Because are you, I know there's a, there's a possibility you bunk around. Are you, are you seeing... Uh, are the guys seeing any bunker out there in the surf or anything? Uh, I'm not seeing big bunker schools or big pods of them like mm-hmm. we normally have sitting here. We had sitting here almost, you know, it seemed like all winter, that, you know, those big schools were here. And in the beginning, okay. in the spring, they were all over. I haven't heard many reports of it, and I haven't seen much of it out there. Okay, and I just, Mr. G, I hear there's a tournament coming up. You're involved in what's happening. We got the Brigantine VFW uh, Flounder Fiasco coming up uh, June 24th, 25th, and 26th. They can sign up at the shop. They can sign up at the Brigantine VFW, or you can go online to my page, uh, RiptideBaitAndTackle.com, or you can go to the VFW, Brigantine VFW page, and uh, download it, print it out, mail it in to me, and and, and I'll get notified about it. It's three days flounder fishing for the boats, top three, uh, the weight of the top three fish, and there's a Calcutta, $80 to enter, $25 Calcutta. We had a lot of fun last year. It was the inaugural uh, tournament and it was a lot of fun. This year is going to be bigger and better. With a lot of door prizes, a lot of fun, and a good meal over at the VFW on Sunday afterwards. Grossman, I expect no less, man. Come on, it's Riptide. You got that? 
<laughs> yes. Okay, yeah. listeners, 609-264-0440. And we'll see you guys this week. Take care, man. Sounds great. Have a great day. Yep. Let's jump it up a few miles to Allen's Dock, 5698 U.S. Route 9 North in New Gretna. We have Justin on the Rack of Him radio line right now for what is happening. You got the Bass River there. You got the Mullica River there. You got some fresh water happening around there. Justin, what is happening, brother? Hey, Tom P. We've been having a crazy amount of fish get caught out of this marina. It's, it's, been, it's been an amazing start to the summer here. A lot of fluke. Big gator blues all over the place. Oh, man, you got to go find them. They're in that Great Bay, man. They're right, okay, there. Great they're Bay. There. All right, that's good. That's good. Thank God they're in. Oh, man. That's they're good. there. Yep. The striped bass were hanging around still uh, up the rivers and, and, and in the bay as well. I can't believe it. The, the, the water temperature might change things a little bit, but they're there. Um, even over in the campgrounds, these kids are catching big pickerel. Yeah. minnows and and all kinds of stuff out there with the freshwater stuff um i mean it's been great there's even some wikis in here i was just going to ask you that jay so uh i know the guys are pretty quiet very tight-lipped but there are some around then correct and i understand they're pretty there, good sizes there are some weak fish around good size ones i saw a two three pounder come in the other day about you know mm -hmm. 18 to 20 inches somewhere in that range it was a nice looking weak fish and uh, it's just cool to see them. They're they're a beautiful fish, and and it's neat to see them coming into the dock to get weighed in or or cleaned. It's awesome. Okay, Justin, what about the crabbing? What is happening? It's the, crabbing time. The, the crabbing's good. It, it just picked up probably the last week or so. The, the they came out of the mud maybe about a month ago, but here they are. They're getting caught. I got guys coming in grabbing chicken necks and. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, getting their bunker and setting their traps up or doing some hand line, and then everybody's going out there and having a good time and getting a bushel full. Let me tell you something, man. Those bitty necks are, are ripping it. They love those chicken necks, man. <laughs> they do, man. They really do. I started picking them up. I couldn't believe uh, I, I sold a few, and then a guy goes, yo, you got any more of those? Yeah, yep. Uh, that's uh, That's been a, 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 a basically a staple since I was a kid. So, yep, Justin, let's yep. get let's get up. let's get back to those Gator Blues, if I may, because I know. Hey, shout out to Scott Albert, Scotty's baiting Scott Albertson, Scotty's baiting tackle from way back when. Whenever the Blues showed up, the bass vamoosed. But you're saying those bass are still hanging around with those Blues in I, it, so there must be a lot of bait in there, man. Uh, there must be. Well, it's funny. I just was off the dock the other day, and I I looked down and I go, oh, look at all those minnows down there, and I tried to grab a scoop of them. And sure enough, they weren't they weren't uh, minnows at all. They were all peanut bunkers peanut in, here bunk. in the there Bass River. There you go. So I figure, all right, well, something's going on here, and there must be a lot of bait in in the area right now. I've heard Summers Point's not doing like it used to, and all the fish moved up here. Mm -hmm. We're speaking with uh, Justin at Allen's Dock, five six nine eight U.S. Route nine North in New Gretna, right there under the high the Parkway. Well, I said highway, the Parkway overpass, right across from. Where I do some research, breezes. Hey, breezes. breezes. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Justin, by the way, before I let you go, how's Big George Kurtz? Oh, he's doing great. He can't get enough of this place. He loves all the fish coming in. He's eating like a king. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Justin, we'll talk to you next week, man. We'll see you. Thanks, Tom. Let's, let's wrap it up with Big Johnny Grimco, Fanatics Marine Supply, West Avenue in Ocean City. Big Johnny G, what's happening, my brother? 
Hey, Tommy P. Great to hear from you again, guy. How you been? Good, good, good. Now I'm talking to John. I'm, I'm talking, I'm, I'm thinking flounder in the back. I'm thinking bass in the back, some wheat fish, and maybe some trout up there with the big flapper, Grimco. What do you say? I'll tell you, Tommy, it's been a pretty good week. We had a lot of flounder in the back bays down at Corson's Inlet. We had a five-pounder in just the other day from oh. Corson's. Uh, guy drifting down there, fishing with uh, gulp and uh, bucktails. Um Back bays, you know, still fishing pretty much in the shallows, but uh, the fish are starting to move a little bit now down into the channels, mm -hmm. so you can get some deeper water, maybe 10, 15 feet, as opposed to the six. Um, the gulp's doing good. Uh, guys that are dragging bait, squid and minnows and stuff like that, when you can get minnows, are uh, doing yeah. well. Um, it's been it's been good. Some bluefish are starting to show up in the bays, little three to five pounders. And we still got bass along the beachfront, believe yeah. it or not, up I, to 30 inches. I'm hearing that, John. Now, what's the top bait for the bass? Clams? Yeah, still uh, the salted clams. There you go. I can't, for some reason, I can't get fresh clams, but I can get the salted. And you know what? Some of the biggest bass I'm hearing are coming on the salted clams and even the raunchiest clams. I had a, one customer had a cooler that he forgot to <laughs> ice for three days. Opened it up, got sick, and you know, had a 45-inch bass. Come and there on, you man. go. And there you go. Come on. Hey, John, back to Corson's. What's that? 150 yards up to the left of the boat ramp. Uh, Bronstein, Eddie Bronstein. Shout out to Eddie Bronstein for that. Turn me on yep. to a, a stretch of muscle bed there. Always yep. this time of year, good for a couple of keeper fluke. Always. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, you're going to get you know get a, a few other surprises in there that mm -hmm. I don't want to mention the fish. John, listen, are you hearing anything on triggers or sheep's head yet around that rush chat and those uh, pilings? Uh, they're starting a little bit. Um, it's You know, the water's been fluctuating a lot. Uh, a couple of the other bridges I'm hearing are holding some. Uh, but, it, you know, it's kind of early. Yeah. But, you know, a couple of guys that are really dedicating their time have caught a few here and there. Okay, John, before I let you go, after the OC Reef sea bass still around? Yeah, yeah. It seems to be that they're moving out a little bit deeper now, that the right. water's starting to warm up a little bit. So I think you're going to have to venture out a little bit, maybe to, you know, OC and beyond, uh, even AC. The deep water reefs had some good fish, I heard. Yeah, listen, we have it right now. We have a witness, witness to this. Big John Grimco will be scheduled for his long missing because he's always so freaking busy with the grandkids or at the store with his... Night Moves, our annual Night Moves Midsummer Fish in the Back After Dark show. You ready to do that, John? I got you. Absolutely. Is he in a computer? Is he there? You're in, Grimco. <laughs> <laughs> John, All you right, take thanks. care, man. We'll see you this week. Take care. Bye-bye. A lot of stuff's happening. That'll do it for this week on Rack and Fin Radio. Get out there and enjoy. Plenty of fish going on. Saltwater, freshwater. And we're going to be doing more and more product reviews coming up. I think next week we'll be talking tuna jig and it is happening. God bless America. God bless our troops. God bless our first responders. God bless law enforcement. See you next week. Rack and Fin Radio.